Welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. Thank you for tuning in this week for another episode. I am so excited you are listening. This is a place where I talk about wellness and health, and I kind of got rid of my formal intro and music and everything quite a while ago because I just found it was, I don't know, just like too curated, and I'm kind of moving away from more polished and curated content because it just doesn't feel relatable anymore. So I love listening to podcasts where it's very authentic and real and it actually feels like I'm talking to the person in real life. And so that's kind of the energy that I now bring towards my own brand and all of the content that I produce. And honestly, it's really nice. It's really nice to see people using less filters on social media, less Facetune, less curated feeds, you know, just more real. And I'm really here for it. And I, I love the authenticity and the and the honesty. So that is what I bring. And I talk about all sorts of things in the health and wellness space, specifically biohacking and female health, just because that's what I am going through and am into for my own life. And so I share everything with you. So today we are doing, I am doing a full episode on the top three health issues that women face today. So there's a lot to be said about all of this. And so thank you for listening. And before I dive in, I just want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this episode, Bioptimizers. Thank you. I love their sleep formula. I use it every night. It's actually a powder and you just add it to a glass of water. And I typically have it about two hours before I go to bed because I try not to drink a lot of water before I go to bed. Otherwise I wake up in the middle of the night to go and pee and that type of thing. But it's really great. It's got a lot of minerals in it. It doesn't have any melatonin in it, which is nice. And it's just really, really supportive and helps me feel refreshed in the morning, which is so important. So if you're struggling with sleep, you know, maybe you're pregnant, maybe you have a newborn, maybe you're just stressed with work or school, there are supplements out there that can help you. And this is definitely one of them. So check it out. It is on my website, biohackingbrittany.com. It is also in the show notes and kind of linked everywhere. So go for it. All right. So let's dive in. So we're going to talk about three health issues that women face today. And they're, these are kind of like overarching themes and there's kind of like specific examples within each. So, you know, I'm not going to just talk about one example because I, I want it to be more relatable and, and everyone kind of experiences these things in a different way. So we're going to be talking about mental health. We're going to be talking about fertility, preconception, reproductive health, whatever you want to call it. And then we're going to be talking about chronic disease. And I'm going to go through how it kind of looks for women, some statistics, symptoms, causes, what we can do about it, biohacks that I recommend that I see a lot of people doing, and also some resources because I think that's really important. I don't want to just tell you to eat healthy and get some sunshine and call it a day. You know, like there are a lot of companies out there that really work to solve these problems in a holistic way and have actually created solutions that are really effective. You do have to kind of play around to figure out what works for you, but I have seen a lot of success with some of these resources that I'm going to provide for you. So 
stay tuned for that. Take what you like, leave what you don't like, you know, typical, typical advice. And thank you to everybody who listened to the episode last week. If you haven't listened to it, I would suggest it. It's a really good one. And I got a lot of feedback from it, actually. It's all about the spiritual significance of certain health issues that women have and spiritual significance and like why it might be happening in your life and kind of like the energetic reason behind certain things like miscarriages and fibroids and gallstones and different things like that and what it can mean if we just look at it through a different lens. And it was a very different episode, but I got a lot from it and I know you did too. And if you haven't listened to it, I suggest you do so because it is actually trending right now. So (laughs) it's nice to kind of see the hard work pay off. Okay. So let's start with the first health issue. And obviously some of these will apply to men, but we're really just talking about women today and how women experience these. So mental health, this one's I mean, none of them are surprising, but mental health in general has been such a hot topic. I think ever since COVID and how much of a mental health decline we saw in everybody, you know, from staying from home, not being able to see friends and family, people lost their jobs, people lost their freedom, and they were forced to do things that they might not want to like wanted to do. And obviously I understand how difficult that was because I was in the same position. And so I think we really see mental health issues on the rise. And we actually really see this on the rise for young women and young people as well, which is really sad. So this, I kind of wrote a few notes about everything. So anxiety is the first one. Women are twice as likely as men to experience anxiety disorders such as generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder, which is PTSD. Anxiety can manifest as excessive worry, panic attacks, and avoidance of certain situations or activities. Then we have depression. Women are twice as likely as men to experience major depressive disorder, which can cause persistent feelings of sadness, loss of interest in activities, and changes in sleep and appetite. And lastly, we have eating disorders. Eating disorders such as anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorders are more common in women than men. These disorders can cause significant physical and emotional complications and require specialized treatment. So these are kind of the three that we see more typically in women. I have definitely experienced my fair share of this in different ways, and I know you probably have as well. The causes for these are very different for each, but there can be some kind of common ground that we can kind of pick up on and see. So hormonal fluctuations during the menstrual cycle, pregnancy and menopause, that can seriously, seriously impact things like depression and even anxiety as well. So I know a lot of people talk about postpartum depression, but now I'm hearing a lot of people talk about postpartum anxiety, which is very interesting. So I'm glad more and more people are expressing that. Stressful events can really trigger these types of things. Like I said, like COVID obviously did for a lot of women, divorce, job loss, or death of a loved one. There are genetic factors and there are social social and cultural factors such as gender discrimination, sexual harassment, and inequality. I think that has a 
big factor and to do like, I mean, it impacts all three of them, but it definitely impacts eating disorders. I think women are pressured to look a certain way their entire lives, like their entire lives (laughs) from the day that they are born until the day they pass away. I think there is a significant more amount of pressure on women to look good and whatever you think good is and be a certain size or have a certain body type and have really healthy skin and hair and nails and hormones and all of these things. And honestly, the pressure is unbelievable. It really is. And men just do not face that same issue. And that's a topic for another podcast. Like I could just go off on that and I don't want to, but the symptoms of these kind of mental issues that we see is kind of like what I briefly mentioned. So feelings of sadness, hopelessness, or worthlessness, difficulty sleeping or sleeping too much. I think sleeping too much can happen a lot, especially with depression. Loss of interest in activities that were once enjoyable, changes in appetite or weight. And that goes both ways, losing a lot of weight or gaining a lot of weight, feeling super hungry or not wanting to eat at all difficulty concentrating or making decisions. So I know when I have a flare up of one of these, let's say depression, or maybe just like even feelings of sadness, I am not hungry at all. Like I I don't eat and I, I don't necessarily have difficulty sleeping, but I'm much more lazy (laughs) and have no energy to do anything. And I just kind of like lie on the couch type of vibe to get through it. And that kind of really is painted very clearly in these symptoms. So there is a lot we can do about it. Thankfully, when we're talking prevention and treatment, there are definitely some things that are common recommendations. So regular exercise can help reduce stress and improve mood. I find with exercise personally, I find it to be, I guess it does help in the moment when you're feeling like this because it releases endorphins and it's really hard to have like as much anxiety or depression when endorphins are released and you're feeling good or you have a runner's high or any of that. However, when you are feeling like this, it can be hard to get the motivation and energy to even work out in the first place. So I really like exercise as a preventative treatment. You know, you do it every single day, maybe twice a day, like a walk and a gym session, something like that. And it kind of just reduces it being triggered the next day or that night. And that's what I've found in myself is the more I kind of stick to this plan that I've created for myself of optimal exercise and optimal movement, the less swings of hormonal fluctuations that I have, and anxiety and depression. Practicing relaxation techniques such as deep breathing, yoga, and meditation can help reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression. Talk therapy and counseling can be effective treatments for mental health issues, of course, and definitely consider seeking help from a licensed therapist or counselor. There is medication that can be recommended in some cases. So I am not here. I'm not an expert to make any type of recommendations. I would talk to your healthcare provider or honestly do your own research (laughs) to kind of figure out what that looks like for you and what is best for you. So some biohacks that are kind of a little 
more specific is practice deep breathing. So I just mentioned this. This can really, really help. It can lower stress and anxiety levels. And there's different ways to do it. But like, honestly, like you can do it in a very, very simple way and it will be very effective. So try taking like five deep breaths, inhaling for four, holding for four and exhaling for four and then holding for four. It's kind of like box breathing, they call it. So there's four sides of a box and each side is four seconds. And when I do this, I actually visualize the box. Like I visualize the line being drawn for the first four, the second four, and so on. And that really helps me as well. And I think the more deep breaths you do, the better you feel. Get outside. This is so key for me. I don't know if I would guess that most people feel like this. Spending time in nature can help improve mood and reduce stress. Aim to spend at least 30 minutes outside each day. And that is 30 minutes rain or shine. Rain, shine, snow, whatever it is. There is really something to be said about doing that daily walk. And maybe you're listening to a podcast. Maybe you're walking outside right now and you're listening to me. If you are, good job. (laughs) That's what I do. So every single morning I do some sort of movement. And like this morning I got up at five, did a 45 minute walk outside with my dog and had a podcast in one ear. I was listening to a functional medicine podcast and it was great. And I typically, so I have my phone very regulated on like what notifications can come in when, because otherwise I'm just overwhelmed. And so I typically will open up the podcast, Apple podcast app. I will see what new shows have loaded that morning. I'm in PST. So typically there's new ones because they're published in EST time zone and I will download an episode and then I will put my phone back into airplane mode. And then I'll go on my walk and my phone will be on airplane mode because I don't like the radiation from it. I don't like being bothered. And I I don't know, I was even thinking about this today is like, I feel like if I am walking with this phone in my pocket with my headphones plugged in because I don't use wireless headphones very often, I'm kind of like defeating the purpose if I have my phone on. You know, that radiation is just like seeping into my body. So I put it on airplane mode. And I only put one headphone in because I think it's important. First of all, I need to be aware of my surroundings. It's really early in the morning. And I don't want to say like, maybe this is the anxiety coming out, but like there are things that happen when you are female and you're walking alone. And so I always just only have one headphone in. And I also really value being able to hear nature. There's something that really helps my stress levels about hearing the water. I'm I'm at the ocean, so I hear the water. I hear the birds. I hear the trees, the wind, whatever it is, and it's very, very soothing. So I need that, and so I just have my one headphone in, plugged in, old school, you know. And then I'm on my walk. You can also take a cold shower. So cold showers can help increase alertness and boost mood. Try taking a cold shower for two to three minutes each morning. I, speaking of, just got a ice barrel. Now, I haven't actually put it on my website yet, but I have an ice barrel and you it's exactly like it sounds. I filled it with cold water from my hose outside and you just like 
hop into it and kind of fall into it. And then you're suddenly submerged in cold water. So I've been doing that every day since the start of May. I'm on day eight today. And I do, I think my record is two minutes. It's not super warm outside yet. So like the water is quite cold, but I would like to get to five minutes maybe. We'll see. So that's what I do for cold therapy right now. And I prefer this over a cold shower. I like to suddenly be submerged in it. I like to have to calm my breath and just sit still in the water. It's very, very therapeutic. And also like for mental health, it is very difficult to feel sad or depressed when you are in cold water because your heart rate is racing, your cortisol is boosting throughout your body, you feel very alert. So I just find it very therapeutic if I'm having like a weird day or a bad day. And I actually find it kind of like a, it's like a shot of caffeine. Like if you're tired and you need to work like midday, a cold dip or a cold shower, such, such a good idea. Okay. Some mental health resources. So A lot of people love Headspace. Headspace is a meditation app that offers guided meditations and mindfulness exercises. I have used this. I like it. I don't use it regularly. I am not a very good meditator. So this is not something that I gravitate towards, but a lot of people love it. There's also BetterHelp, which is an online counseling service that provides access to licensed therapists and counselors. I hear a lot of people talking about BetterHelp on podcasts. I don't know if they are available outside of the US. I think I've only heard them on US-based podcasts. But because that's an online counseling service, they might be able to. But it is really great because they are breaking down the barrier of having not having access to counselors or therapists. And I, I really like that. And then there's obviously a bunch of supplements, right? Like which is like, I don't know, I don't really want to get into all of them. I think there's some great ones out there that can really support brain health and mental health, making sure you are getting enough omegas, vitamin A, vitamin D, especially vitamin D for mood, I think is so important. Zinc is really good. Zinc is also really good for eating disorders has been shown. If you are deficient in zinc, there's there's like a link towards having an increased chance of developing an eating disorder. I think it's especially when you are in your teenage years. And so obviously research that there's a bunch of information on, you know, whatever Google out there for you to take a look at. And then there's other things as well, like Sensate is really great. I have a Sensate, which is like a device that hangs on your neck or you place onto your chest bone and it vibrates and it vi- like it stimulates and tones the vagus nerve and that really helps support your nervous system and like calm you down. I love Sensate. I have a discount code for them. It's on my website. You can go check it out. I know a lot of biohackers love Sensate. So <laughs> it it is really good and it's very easy to use and you actually feel the benefits I would say within like 10 minutes. You know, you might be feeling kind of crappy and then you let it vibrate. And it also has really nice sounds too, like because it connects to the app with your phone. So if you're listening to these sounds and then it's vibrating on your vagus nerve, like you really do become calmer from it. So that's kind of like my mental health 
summary. Obviously, like I said, there's there's a wide variety of issues underneath this umbrella. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of the resources and biohacks and preventative things you can do can kind of actually be applied to all of them. When I feel stressed or anxious, I find it challenging to fall asleep at night. My mind races with thoughts, making it hard to quiet my thoughts and relax enough to fall asleep. This often leads to a vicious cycle of sleep deprivation and heightened anxiety. I started using Sleep Breakthrough because I knew that deep sleep and REM sleep were more important for rejuvenation, fat burning, and muscle building. Now I feel like I'm getting the quality of sleep I need to support my overall health and fitness goals. I used to take over-the-counter melatonin products, but I realized that they can be dangerous and lead to dependence and a sleep hangover. Since switching to Sleep Breakthrough, I've been able to naturally produce melatonin without any negative side effects or dependency concerns. I found that optimal sleep really is the foundation for success, both personally and professionally. Since incorporating Sleep Breakthrough into my routine, I've noticed a significant improvement in my overall well-being and performance. You will not get addicted to Sleep Breakthrough, which is one of my favorite parts about it. And it is a all-natural formula, which provides the body with the precursors to melatonin and the necessary molecules to produce it naturally. It is a natural formula, which is fantastic. If you're struggling with sleep, I highly recommend giving Sleep Breakthrough a try. It's truly a game changer. You can go to www.sleepbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbrittany and use my promo code biohackingbrittany during checkout to save 10%. So that is also linked on my shop and in my podcast show notes for you to check out and start sleeping better today. And the next thing in terms of top three health concerns and issues for women falls under the reproductive health umbrella. No surprise here whatsoever. And the reason I say that is because women's hormones are so complicated. They are forever changing. They're very sensitive compared to men's hormones that kind of work on a 24-hour cycle. Ours work on a 28-day cycle. So there's just more variations and yeah, there's more opportunity for things to go awry, I guess. And obviously women are the ones who carry babies and breastfeed and, you know, are much more involved in reproduction than men. (laughs) So the first kind of one under this umbrella is menstrual problems. Menstrual problems such as irregular periods, heavy bleeding, and painful cramps are common among women. These issues can be caused by hormonal imbalances, uterine fibroids, or other underlying conditions. Then we have things like infertility, which is separate from menstrual problems. So infertility affects approximately 10% of women of reproductive age. Causes of infertility can include hormonal imbalances, ovulation disorders, and reproductive system abnormalities. I think it's important to just like note on that infertility doesn't mean you are infertile. I think the percentage of like women who are actually like infertile, like you cannot conceive no matter what is, I think it's like lower than 1%. But 
this is saying like infertility, like concerns and issues in general. And then sexually transmitted infections. So this is another concern underneath this umbrella. Like we obviously can't ignore. So sexually transmitted infections, STIs such as chlamydia, gonorrhea, and HPV are common among sexually active women. And these infections can cause significant health complications if they're left untreated. So causes kind of similar to the mental health causes, actually. So hormonal imbalances, but different imbalances, mostly like sex hormonal imbalances, genetics, environmental factors such as exposure exposure to toxins and stress. So some symptoms, painful periods, irregular periods, heavy bleeding, pain during sex are just like, those are just a few of the symptoms that you can have. As we know, and like, if you listen to this show, I talk so much about reproductive health now. (laughs) You understand that like it's complicated and it looks different for so many different women. So prevention and treatment, eating a healthy balanced diet can help promote reproductive health. Same with mental health. Aim to eat plenty of fruits, vegetables, protein, healthy fat, whole grains if you eat them. I am a nutritionist. I do have my own personal beliefs when it comes to nutrition, but everyone kind of believes their own thing. And so do your research and figure out what works best for you. Regular exercise can help improve blood flow to the reproductive organs and reduce stress. Using natural non-toxin feminine care products can help reduce the risk of irritation and infection. Seeking help from a reproductive endocrinologist or fertility specialist may be necessary as well. And this can help with things like endometriosis and PCOS. So more specific biohacks that I kind of like and recommend. So I think fermented foods are great. Fermented foods such as sauerkraut, kimchi, and kefir contain beneficial bacteria that can help promote healthy gut flora, which is important for reproductive health. So ideally, you're having one fermented food a day, even if it's like a little bit of kombucha or a little bit of sauerkraut added to your dinner, just like something fermented or even yogurt would count. Or I guess cheese would count too, but I don't know. I I don't love dairy for most people. So maybe like goat cheese or raw, raw dairy would be okay because it's more of a whole food. Yeah. And then practice yoga. So yoga can help improve blood flow to the reproductive organs and reduce stress. Try practicing yoga for about 30 minutes a day. I think this is applicable for Pilates as well. And Tai Chi can be great as well, especially for for stress actually. And then in terms of the STIs and also some of the symptoms that you might be having like pain during sex or you know, lubrication issues. There are natural lubricants that you can use. So many personal lubricants can contain harmful chemicals that can disrupt the delicate pH balance of the vagina. So look for natural options such as coconut oil or aloe vera gel. I've actually used both of those things not in a long time, but those are always what I recommend to people. I have, and I don't even know the name of it, I have a natural lubricant brand. Maybe I'll grab it and take a look at it. It's actually really, really good. And so if you use 
any type of products down there, just be really, really careful because again, like the chemicals will disrupt the delicate pH balance, right? And also like it'll disrupt the the flora, the micro the microbiome down there. So we really want a delicate balance of good bacteria and bad bacteria. And if we have things that are disrupting that, then it can lead to further health issues. So some resources, some people like, there's a company called Ava, which is a fertility tracking bracelet that uses technology to help identify fertile days and improve chances of conception. There's also something called Cora, which is like a feminine care company that provides or offers natural organic feminine products to support reproductive health. And actually the other day or a couple months ago, I had to buy new, what did I have to buy? I had to buy new panty liners and tampons because I was going to Costa Rica and I made sure to buy the organic ones and non-bleached and like just very as clean as possible. I also use a menstrual cup and I need to get a new one actually. And I think those are great as well. And then of course, we can talk about supplements again. So (laughs) it's funny timing. I actually just opened my delivery of my preconception and prenatal stack of supplements. It finally arrived. We're having some shipping issues here in Canada, but this is from a company called Needed. I do have an affiliate with them. If you want it, it's on my website. Needed is, I would say, the best company on the market in terms of prenatal supplements for men and women. And they have a great preconception line of things that are of supplements that are targeted towards egg quality. So they have a egg quality kind of multi. And then they also have a CoQ10 supplement. They have omegas. They have prenatals. They have electrolytes. They have everything in powder form if you don't want to take a capsule. They have everything for men, for high, for great sperm quality, tons of stuff. So feel free to check them out on my website. My discount code is BiohackingBrittany in all capitals. And their website is thisisneeded.com. They are the best, best of the best. That's all I recommend to all my friends right now who are like, looking at prenatals or looking at having a second child or, or even like their postpartum. And like, like I just talked about, like they're struggling mentally. They have a mental, like they have a postpartum lineup as well in order to support your hormones while you're breastfeeding or to support your hormones so that you don't feel anxious or depressed or lonely or sad or whatever you might be feeling. So there are resources out there to help you. I really encourage you to take a look. And last but not least, for the third kind of health issue we see a lot with women is chronic diseases. I feel like I've like said three categories and then three specific ones <laughs> within each category, which is good because I guess it kind of applies to more people. So chronic diseases, there are so many chronic health, chronic issues is like such a massive topic, but There are three that kind of stick out more than everybody else, than all of the other ones. And you could probably honestly guess what I'm going to say. First, we have heart disease. Heart disease is the leading cause of death among women in the United States. Women may have unique risk factors for heart disease, such as hormonal changes during menopause, pregnancy-related complications, and autoimmune diseases. 
And then we have diabetes. Diabetes is a chronic condition that affects how the body processes glucose. Women with diabetes may have unique risk factors such as gestational diabetes during pregnancy, hormonal changes during menopause, and increased risk of heart disease. And then cancer. Breast cancer is the most common cancer among women worldwide, followed by lung, and then col, I'm going to say this wrong, colorectal, and then cervical cancer. Women may have unique risk factors for certain types of cancers, such as hormonal changes and genetic mutations. It's so interesting how everything goes back to hormones when you're hearing this. Like everything is like imbalanced hormones, hormonal changes, like that's what causes it. <laughs> and it it's just tough. Like balancing your hormone your hormones throughout your entire life every day is a difficult thing to do. It is a very difficult thing to do. And I don't know if it was always this difficult for women, but wow. And I feel this now, and I know so many of you feel this because this is what we talk about in my DMs. And this is also why I created my healthy hormone, balanced hormone and healthy menstrual cycle guide, which is on my website, is for this very reason, is to help us understand our hormones. Although that guide is specifically for your menstrual cycle and cycle syncing. So causes for these chronic diseases. So like I said, hormones, unhealthy diet, sedentary lifestyle, tobacco use, excessive alcohol consumption, and genetics. Symptoms, they obviously vary depending on these three. Like these three are so different. Like the symptoms are obviously going to look quite different. But again, prevention and treatment, we really have things that kind of, if you do all of these things, you can kind of prevent them, prevent all three of them. So eating a healthy diet, like I talked about, high protein, high healthy fat, lots of vegetables, lots of antioxidants, not too much fruit, but some fruit, some whole grains, depending what you can tolerate. Take out the gluten, (laughs) take out the dairy, at least the lactose in my opinion, but regular exercise can help improve heart health, blood sugar levels, and overall fitness. Quitting smoking and reducing alcohol consumption can help reduce the risk of chronic diseases. And that includes vaping <laughs> for all the Gen Z listening. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of scary how many kids I see vaping these days. You know, I actually heard the statistic that every generation drinks less than the generation before them. And Gen Z is drinking alcohol. They like 20%, about 20% less than what millennials drink. And I'm a millennial. And I think like, oh, that's great. Like they're, they're making healthier choices. But then I'm like, I wonder what the nicotine and smoking stats are. Because I don't know if millennials vape as much as Gen Z does. And I would argue that, I mean, I don't know which one's worse. Like, oh, there's so many factors when you look at that, like nicotine versus alcohol. But I think everyone kind of just has their different drug that they end up low-key abusing when they're young. And I include myself in that. Like I drank a lot of alcohol when I was in high school. Like not super young. Like I started drinking around 16 or so. Some people start drinking around like 13, which is wild. But 
I was definitely not smoking or not vaping whatsoever. So I, I worry about that. And then getting regular checkups and screenings can help detect these chronic diseases early. So I actually just did a pap smear last week. It is a, I guess it's technically not a pap smear. I forget the actual name of it. But here in Canada, they have a test pilot program of sending the swab to your house. And it's an at-home test from the government. And you, anyone who's done a pap smear knows what it looks like. Like it's basically a long cotton, what's it called? (laughs) Thing like, oh my gosh, it's going to drive me nuts. You know, like earbud, like basically what you use to clean your ears. A long one of those. And you just do it at home. You swab yourself and then they send it. And that checks for HPV. So I just did one last week because I haven't done one in a while. And it's important for all of these reasons. So there are some biohacks that kind of can help with this, depending on the issue. Intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting can help improve insulin sensitivity and reduce the risk of chronic diseases such as diabetes and heart disease. Try fasting for 16 hours each day and eating within an eight-hour window. This has lots of caveats to it. I would say that if you are trying to get pregnant, probably not a good idea. If you are pregnant, not a good idea. If you are breastfeeding, not a good idea. However, if you have moved past that stage in your life, I think, and you are in a place where your menstrual cycle and sex hormones are are pretty balanced, I think it's fine. And also, like I talk about in my menstrual cycle guide, there are certain times per month where any woman can intermittent fast and have less negative effects from it. So definitely check that out if you want more information on that. Take omega-3 supplements. This is so important. Omega-3 fatty acids can help reduce inflammation and improve heart health. Try taking a high-quality fish oil supplement. So the one that I recommend is by a company called Performance Lab. This is also on my website, on my shop. I take two of these every single day, and I think omega-3 fatty acids are so overlooked and almost underrated, but they're pivotal for mental health, brain health. I think these are so important for your health, and it's one of those supplements that you should probably be on for the rest of your life. However, if you eat a diet that's very high in seafood, then I think you're okay. But I don't think a lot of people in Western society eat a diet that's high in seafood. So omega-3 is important. And I use Performance Lab. They are linked on my website and easily one of my favorite supplements that I take. I also have my husband take them as well. And then use blue blocking glasses, blue light blocking glasses. So blue light from electronic devices can disrupt circadian rhythms and interfere with sleep, which can increase the risk of chronic diseases. Try wearing blue light blocking glasses in the evening to reduce exposure to blue light. So it's funny when you hear that because you think like, how would blue light blocking glasses really impact chronic disease? Like what's, what's the link there? But when you understand that blue light from all of the screens, our phones, TVs disrupts our circadian rhythm and messes up our sleep. And then the data shows that 
poor sleep impacts and increases the risk of chronic diseases, then we can look back and be like, okay, it makes sense to kind of block this blue light. And what is one of the easiest ways to do that is to wear blue light blocking glasses. And I have a company that I use called Filter Optics. I've used multiple, multiple blue light blocking glasses, okay? I started using these in 2019, like experimenting with different ones. Like that year was the year I really tried to figure out how to hack my sleep, biohack my sleep. And blue light blocking glasses is key for that. So the company I I use is called Filter Optics and I will link them in the show notes and they are also on my website. They have very high quality glasses. What I've kind of found in this world that has gained so much popularity is that the glasses are honestly not good quality. Like I've ordered multiple different ones and they come, the frames are super light. They are flimsy. They kind of like don't really hold their shape. And it's just like the, and also like the lens, the red lens is actually not as red as I want it to be. So then I'm like, I don't really want orange glasses. Like this just isn't doing it for me. So I'm looking for like the best of the best. And that is filter optics. I wear their glasses every night. I think I put them on about two hours before bed and I have contacts in. So sometimes I'll wear them with my contacts or sometimes I'll wear my like prescription glasses and then I will wear those on top. So I wear two pairs of glasses (laughs) and look ridiculous However, I think they also have prescription blue light blocking glasses. And I think that's super, super cool because it's really helping people out at night. And yeah, like I, if I don't wear them, I struggle going to sleep. Like I, it will take me half an hour to fall asleep versus 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever it is. And I wake up more throughout the night. And so I really, really suggest that if you don't have blue light blocking glasses, you get some and you can use my discount code BiohackingBrittany in all capitals. Are you tired of feeling out of sync with your body's natural rhythm? Do you struggle with menstrual cycle related issues like fatigue, mood swings, and bloating? If you're looking to optimize your health and well-being, look no further than the ebb and flow cycle guide. This comprehensive guide is designed to help you better understand and work with your menstrual cycle so you can improve your energy levels, reduce PMS symptoms, and gain a deeper understanding of your body. With in-depth information on each phase of the menstrual cycle, you'll learn how to adjust your diet, exercise routine, and self-care practices to better align with your body's needs. One of the biggest benefits of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is its user-friendly format. The guide is easy to follow and provides clear instructions on how to optimize your health throughout each phase of your cycle. Plus, it's packed with valuable information and insights that you won't find anywhere else. So whether you're a seasoned biohacker or you're just starting out, the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide is the perfect tool to help you optimize your health and live in harmony with your body's natural rhythm. And with my expertise and guidance, you can trust that you're getting the best information and advice available. So why wait? Head over to biohackingbrittany.com to get your copy of the Ebb and Flow Cycle Guide and start living your best life today. Okay, and some resources. So kind of like what I said, there are a couple apps that you can use. Like some people love MyFitnessPal. 
I think this is a European app. Why do I think that? I don't know. Why do I think that? I think it's super popular in the UK. So it's basically a nutrition and exercise tracking app that can help promote healthy habits and prevent chronic diseases. I have used this before. I think it's really great for making you aware of the food you're eating, what the macronutrients are, what the micronutrients are, what your calorie intake is, how many steps you're doing, activity, all of that. However, I personally found it hard to stick to, but I think that if I was facing some sort of chronic disease like this, like diabetes or heart disease, I would probably stick to it every single day to make sure that I was being on track. And I think that's why it's so successful because it is so successful. I see people talking about it everywhere. So definitely check that out if you're looking for something like that. And then the fasting app that I use is called Zero Fasting. It's an app that helps track intermittent fasting and time-restricted eating. They are also linked on my website. They're great. They have like a paid account, like a subscription type of thing, and you get all of these extra benefits. And it's really helpful because you actually time your fast. So you get reminders and it shows you like four hours left and it's really encouraging and helps you to hit all these goals every week. And and I really like it. So that's my fasting app that I recommend to everybody. And yeah, that's about it. So that was a lot of information. I think that there was a lot covered. Again, like mental health, reproductive health, and chronic diseases are massive categories. And there's a lot that falls under each. But I think it's important to just bring more awareness to them, especially in the scope of women's health. And, you know, we scratched the surface on what they are, what causes them, what you can do about them, biohacks and resources. But there is way more to be said about them. Every single thing, every single topic deserves its own podcast episode. But this is just a general overview for you to understand. And it's also honestly just like encouragement. Like sometimes if you're, you know, day in and day out, you're doing your daily walks and you're putting your blue blocking glasses on and you're taking your supplements and you feel good and you're kind of like, ah, do I need to do all this? Like, this is so much work. This is so much money. Like, what's the point? That's when you like listen to podcast episodes like this that are like, oh yeah, like walk daily and get enough omegas and do a cold shower. And it actually prevents all of these things. Like when you understand that it's not just about how you feel right now, it's actually about preventing issues coming for years to come. Then you're like, okay, it is worth it. It is worth going to bed early and getting up early. It is worth using natural ingredients and natural products and avoiding toxins. And it's a journey. And that's kind of cheesy to say that. I get it, like a health journey and fitness journey, but it really is. Even right now, I'm detoxifying my home. And I have been in the natural health and wellness space since I was, I don't know, 16, 17 is when I fell in love with this world. And even now, I just got rid of all of our plastic water bottles and shakers. And I'm donating them. I'm not throwing them out. I'm donating them. And yeah, I have also, I'm just going on a massive cleanse, spring cleanse, home edit of getting rid of all of the plastic in our home because I think it's really toxic. 
And I don't care if it says BPA free, I don't believe it. And also what about all of BPS and all of the other ones? So I actually just ordered new phone cases that don't have any plastic in them. I can send you the ones that I got from Amazon if you're interested in that. I had to really do my research for those. And I just ordered new shaker bottles for the gym that are made out of steel. And what else did I do? I got rid, I'm giving away, well, actually I can't give it away. It's broken. Our laundry baskets are made out of plastic. And I just ordered like rope ones, like natural fiber rope ones from Amazon. Because again, like I'm just noticing how many things I'm touching every single day that have plastic in them. And I don't want that. Like it just, I just want it gone. So I'm either donating it or giving it away or selling it. Obviously, I want to be environmentally friendly as well. So yeah, that's kind of the point that I'm at, a little spring edit. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you felt inspired and you learned something new. That's always the point of everything that I do. And stay tuned. This week, there will be an interview episode coming out Friday. I release two episodes a week. And if you haven't followed me on social media, please do so on Instagram. That is where I'm most active. And I will respond to your message. It might take me two or three days, but I will get to it. (laughs) I try to get to all of them. And I don't have anybody else who has access to my account. It is only me. And so I see everything. And thank you so much. And I will catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.